Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. It's that time of the week where you see me looking a bit stressed as I go through my uh, points from game week two and I look ahead to the next game week as well. I have actually made my moves this week. Uh, if you saw Black Box, you probably already know what they are. Uh, this video just gives me a chance to explain them in a bit more detail, have a look at some of the other players I'm considering, uh, talk a bit about my plans kind of going forward um, and all that kind of stuff. So you can see my rank on the screen, currently 2.9 million in the world. It's not been the greatest of starts. I'm hoping that in the next few weeks I can kind of break into the top million, gradually start pushing my way down. Uh, down the rankings. I mean, I've, I'd like to be around 500k after about game week eight. I think that would be quite a good position um, to be in. So that's the kind of target. Obviously, the season's not over. Uh, big, big rank changes can happen. Everyone's so tightly congested together with lots of teams the same. Um, it's hard to kind of, you know, break away. So I've had to kind of bring my team in line with quite a few teams I'm seeing just because there's a few players in which I think are really, really important for us going forward. The way the pricing's been done the way the fixtures have fallen, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a kind of a, a fringe group of players who are going to have to be the kind of big difference makers for me. And if I'm being honest, I'm not totally sold on them, uh, the ones I've got. So we'll see what, what needs to be done um, about that. Uh, before we talk about game week two, uh, this team section video is sponsored by Spitch. If you haven't uh, heard of Spitch before, uh, they're a partner with Scout. And this season is essentially a, a brand new uh, fantasy football game. You might have seen adverts for it with Jurgen Klopp. Uh, Harry Redknapp is endorsing it as well. Um, it's a new app um, that's come out. There are kind of daily uh, games that you can play um, where you pick almost like a free hit team uh, each week. And you can play that for free or you can join uh, for money and win real money as well. Or there's a season mode game, uh, which is running all season. Now, don't worry because you've missed the first few game weeks. If you're interested in playing, you can start at any time and it takes your best five scores from the whole season. And that's your kind of final score at the end. So you could effectively start playing in game week 32 and have five amazing weeks um, and, you know, still still kind of win it. So do check out Spitz, download the app. There's a QR code on the screen that you can take if you're watching this on desktop, just scan it with your phone. There's a link in the description um, as well. Uh, it's really interesting because the scoring is completely different to, to FPL. So there's no captains, for example. There's a budget, but you can go over budget and then that knocks points off your kind of total. So you can have all of the best players for that week, but then you start with a kind of handicap um, and a penalty and also there's so much more stuff kind of uh, rewarded for you as well so if you take a look at the points here you know you've got uh, things like passes rewarded crosses rewarded with points 
and this don't go into like a, a bonus. This goes straight onto the, that player's total. Um, so things like uh, you know uh, extra points for hat tricks, um, even taking a corner gets you points. And then on the flip side of that, you lose points for things like losing tackles, being at fault for a goal, um, uh, uh, causing a penalty, all that kind of stuff. So. It's really, really in depth, and the player scoring is is big. If we take a look at the um, the scoring from last week, uh, for example, um, which is here, uh, you can see uh, some of the players that, that did really well here, players that you might not necessarily expect. I mean, um, that this was the, the the person who won the the the, the week. Um, for Farner, for example, we know with two hundred and fifty nine points, that's only a bit less than Cancelo, for example, who managed to get an assist and keep a clean sheet. Um, as well, uh, players like Chaka are, 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 are actually options. Players like Rodri are options as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a really, really cool game to, to get involved with. So do check it out um, and let us know what you think um, in the comments. Bear in mind, if you are signing up to this to um, to play with money, it's a form of gambling. So you need to be eighteen plus. Um, gambleaware.co.uk um, for all the facts about gambling. If you think you or any others have a problem, um, do check that out. Gambling it should be fun. This is a kind of a side thing that you can do to add a bit of enjoyment to, to the football the weekends. Obviously, if it becomes a problem, um, seek help and, and don't gamble. Anything that you can't afford to lose. Perfect. Right, let's take a look at my game week uh, two. So it was a pretty scary week going into this, obviously, without Haaland, like I talked about uh, last week, I, I stuck the captaincy on, on De Bruyne. It didn't seem worth using a transfer to make that minus four switch from De Bruyne to Haaland. I'd hoped that, uh, you know, De Bruyne could kind of match match Haaland. Being honest, I thought Haaland would outscore him. Uh, so, you know, him just getting five points and De Bruyne getting 14 was was absolutely brilliant for me. You know, nine points um, in that and then doubled as well with the captaincy. So absolutely over the moon with, with De Bruyne coming through. Um, I had Jesus as well. I know a lot of people do, 78% ownership, something like that. Um, I wasn't expecting the haul that, that he got, but he was absolutely electric. So I'm glad I started with him. Um, he was kind of the reason why I, I went for this kind of 4-5-1 formation, just thinking that, you know, if I had started with Haaland as my lone striker, there's that little bit of worry about his kind of injury. Um, so Jesus is just the perfect kind of player for any kind of 4-5-1. I think Tony's entering into that bracket now, or maybe Mitrovic as well in a few weeks on the fixtures turn means you can play one up top if you want to go big at the back, if you want to kind of flood your midfield um, as well. Realistically, I don't think we're going to be looking outside of, of Jesus. Saka hasn't really been delivering so far. He's had to be tracking back because Ben White's been at right back. <clears throat> Martinelli's obviously an excellent option, but he is so cheap. You kind of want to pair him with him. So, you know, if, if Jesus does fall under the, um, you know, kind of falls off a cliff a bit in terms of his points, we've got other striker options there, which we might not have had in, in last season. But I think realistically, I can't see Jesus leaving my side all season, um, given, given the way he started the season, the way he's playing. It's going to take a lot to, to shift him, um, I think. Um, elsewhere in the back, I mean, I've gone for the Ward and Iverson double up. It's one point for Ward. Wasn't expecting a huge amount um, away at Arsenal, so that's not a huge concern. Um, you look at Ramsdale conceding as well. Uh, obviously, you know, there's been some goalkeepers like Saar and Henderson who have saved penalties. You can't really kind of legislate for that. Sanchez and Ray have, have started off strong, but there isn't really a huge amount of difference if you take away those penalty saves between the, the goalkeepers at this stage. And that's kind of what I was... I was thinking, I mean, you know, it's a good game for Leicester next against Southampton. I know they've been shaky kind of at the back. Um, and then it's a, a couple of, you know, tough runs there, but hopefully they can get the clean sheet in the next game. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of assess it when the World Cup comes around in six or seven. Is there going to be, you know, 20 points difference between Ward and Ramsdale? I still don't think there will be. 
if there is, then I'll hold my hands up and say it was the wrong option to go for this four million goalkeeper. Um, but you know, with that one million, um, you, you know, it's the difference between having Mount or an eight million midfielder in my team, for example. Um, my other players, I mean, Trent got three. I did get the bonus. His XGI was kind of off the charts. I mean, that match was playing as a striker at times. Obviously, he's he's kind of uh, you know he's fine. Robertson is more of a concern. Getting subbed off, uh, it seems like Klopp did it because he was worried that Robertson was kind of losing his head a little bit and they just lost Nunes. So he came off a Simicast who was really poor. Um, I'll talk a bit about, about what I've done with Robertson in a sec. Um, Cancelo came with 11. I mean, he's just brilliant. I think he's, he's you know, as close to essential as it can get in this game. He's going to keep chipping him with assists. They're going to get all these clean sheets. You know, I think the double City defence is the way that I'd want to go if I was looking to triple up on City. Um, I think the optimal, as I, as I like to say, uh, kind of, you know, Trinity probably is is one of Edison or, or Diaz alongside Cancelo and then probably Haaland up top. I like De Bruyne as, as a little bit of a differential, but if I'm sitting here trying to advise who I think people should buy, I still think Haaland is, is probably the one to get. I mean, Dean next with minus one. I mean, it's just comical, really. Clean sheet until the 88th minute. I thought we had a poor game. Crossing was was wayward um, anyway. And then, you know, then he's, he's just there on the on the back post to, to tap in a goal for his own team. So, yeah, naught points for him over two games. You look at someone like Trippier, who's got like, what, 14, 13, 14 points. You look at any of the Arsenal players, Inchenko I could have gone for. He's on kind of 14, 15 uh, you know, there's, I could have gone for basically any other defender and, and got points. So it's really, really frustrating, especially when you think he had Bournemouth and Everton, two games I was looking to target kind of this season and, and both, you know, ended up scoring, Bournemouth winning and then Everton getting that kind of late goal. So yeah, really disappointing with him. He won't be featuring in my team anytime soon. I can tell you that. Uh, Salah with two, disappointing again from him. I think the, the red car kind of harmed Liverpool. I thought they were in complete control for 30 minutes until Zaha scored. Uh, and then the red, and then they went off the boil, and then the red card came, and then they got a foothold back in the game um, as well. But Salah didn't really look that that menacing throughout, so hopefully it's just a bit of a blip for him. That's two games in which he hasn't really looked at his best, though. Um, so we'll, we will be monitoring that. And, and again, when the wild card comes around and Nunes is back, if Salah still hasn't really been looking, that downgrade might be uh, on the cards. Uh, De Bruyne was, was the big name with 28. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I think Haaland's few touches and the way he occupies that, that space really does free up room for De Bruyne and Gundogan in, in those two, in those two kind of number eight roles where they're kind of alternating. I think De Bruyne is a fantastic option. Just 12 million is, is so much for him. It's hard to kind of, know whether I should be advising people to buy him or not. Um I mean the question mark is can he rival Salah really? And if we do lose Salah for a you know for a Diaz or for a for a Nunes in a few weeks, um maybe it is that city double up of, of uh De Bruyne and Haaland which will look really strong, but then that means you can't have the, the Spurs boys, for example. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think De Bruyne is an excellent option. He's gonna get close or over two hundred points. This season, you've got to think with, with Haaland in the team, he's going to get more points. Maybe he can push for 250 as well. He is being overlooked. I barely see many sides. But again, it, it is tricky once you've got that Salah and Haaland um, you know, combination to, to break it up, to risk taking one of them, dropping one of them down to a De Bruyne or a Son is, is tricky. But if you do do it, I don't think, you know, if you do it on a wild card, I don't think it's necessarily an awful option but I think Salah and Harlem would still be the two that, that I'd go for uh, Mount's next I mean he's looked like he's going to drop in price tonight I mean that's two successive blanks for him I haven't been impressed with him at all I think his shooting's off his passing isn't very good he's not taking up the best positions um, if you look at his stats compared to last year average leads he's not having the same influence on games that, that we saw um, he's got a really really good run of fixtures which is why I'm, I'm sticking with him um, but you know it, it is a bit of it is a bit of a concern just two points 
um, against against Spurs. Uh, and then Everton kind of marked him out. So you know, there should be more space for him in the next few games. I am keeping faith, but it is a bit of a concern. Neto and Pereira next, a three and a three for them. A nil-nil draw, worst case scenario really for that. Um, obviously Fulham missed that penalty uh, with Sar saving it, but I was hoping for more from, from both of these teams. Um, and realistically, you know, Neto just isn't really, he's not playing out of position. I think there's some other options kind of around him. I haven't got Martinelli, for example. You know, Pascal Gross, Rodrigo, these kind of guys. And he's got Spurs next. So the fixtures remain good for, for Wolves, but he look, if you're going to jump off him, I think this is probably quite a good time uh, to do it. Pereira's fine. Still has that 4.5 option. He's still the one that I'd, I'd pick as my as my go-to. You know, De Silva's going up again, it looks like, to 4.7. I really, really have my doubts about him. I'm seeing people creeping into people's starting lineups. I don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup for Brentford, given that Damsgaard is, is, is around there now. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's a bit of concern. I'm, I'm happy with, with Pereira. Uh, and then Jesus with the with the 19. Perisic on my bench. Um, we'll talk about him uh, in just a sec. He got four. Uh, hopeful for a start. And for him in just a second uh, in on Saturday. And let's take a look at how I'm shaping up for game week three then. Uh, so it's Ward and Goal with Southampton, as I mentioned. I think that's a, a pretty good um, fixture. I've made my transfers. Uh, so you'll see I'm, I'm big at the back uh, now. Uh, made two defensive moves. Uh, it's Trent Cancelo as before. Uh, Rhys James has come in um, for Robertson. Um, I'm starting Perisic. I'm going to hope for a start. Uh, and I'm boarding Zinchenko as well, which might have been a bit of a luxury move. Um, I'll just touch on that in a sec. Uh, it's Salah captain against United. I think Liverpool are going to absolutely destroy Man U. Uh, again, they did twice last season I know their midfield is a bit weak I know that Thiago isn't there I know that Matip isn't around but they've still got high pressing from Diaz and, and Salah um, in particular if Firmino comes in he knows how to press um, as well if they're pressing Man U high up the pitch we've seen in two games now they can't deal with it so you know the, the press from Liverpool is going to be relentless in that game and it, it could be a, a big score for them so yeah Salah no doubt my captain this week um, although there are other options I like Jesus I like Haaland I even like someone like Sterling as well, if you're on a wild card and taking a bit of a punt on him. Uh, but it, it's Salah for me. Um, I've got De Bruyne Vice. I mean, do have, make sure your Vice is sorted just in case that Man U-Liverpool game is called off due to the, the Man U protests. Probably very unlikely. I imagine they're beefing up security quite a lot. Um, but you never know. So do make sure you've got, a, you know, not two Liverpool players, Captain and Vice. Um, I've got Mount against Leeds. I'd rather have Sterling. But obviously, Mount is is cheaper. I need to see something from him in this game. There's too, mil- there's too many 8 million options around to just sit on Mount. I know the fixture is going to be good, but if he doesn't deliver in this, then he's going to maybe suffer another price drop. You know, I've only got two Liverpool now. I could be looking at Diaz. I could be looking at Madison as well. Kulazewski, I think, is, is probably the standout 8 million option too. So there's plenty of pe- players that I can go to, and it's why I wanted that 8 million bracket. And it's actually why I didn't downgrade Mount, because I was thinking of doing Mount to Martinelli and Dean up to James. Um, but I want to keep faith in, in Mount and I want to have that option of moving to an 8 million. So that's why um, he didn't go. Um, Martin has come in um, for Neto uh, and then I've got Jesus up top. So my transfers were Neto out to Martinelli, um, Robertson down to James. And I could have just left it there. Uh, but instead, I've just done a kind of a, a sideways move, if you want to call it that, of, of Dean to Zinchenko. And I know they say never take a hit for a defender. I didn't need to do that move. Um, but Zinchenko is going up in price. or he has gone up in price again. Dean will go down before the deadline. That's a point to swing um, on that. And I just genuinely want to have uh, an Arsenal defender for their for their fixtures going forward. So my worry is, is that I ha- if I have to deal with Mount uh, next week or if I have other moves that I need to, to make, 
you know, it's never going to be the right time to do it. Uh, and then Zinchenko's price could just get away if he does end up playing in midfield. I think he's, he, he could be an absolute standard option, could go up to 5.5. And if I wait too long, I'm going to miss all these brilliant fixtures for Arsenal. So never take a hit for a defender is a good general rule to have, but it doesn't mean you have to kind of stick uh, with it um, all the time. Um, Perisic is an interesting one. I'll be obviously keeping my eye on the on the um, team news uh, anything from Conte that hints at a start or anything on Saturday, if we get any earlier lineups, really, really need him to start uh, this one. I think this is a big week. I think if he starts and plays well, he could be the next big bandwagon. We could see a lot of people flocking towards him because Tottenham have got a great run. We know how attacking he is. You know, he only needs you know another assist or a goal in that game, maybe. And I think he's going to be really, really popular. If he's benched again, and I think it's unlikely. I think Sessegnon was, was poor and hooked and Perisic made the difference when he came on with his with his corner. So I think he probably does start this one. But if for whatever reason Sessegnon does start again, it's got to be a case of, of hopping off Perisic. I think if, you know, with the Champions League starting in, in, you know, in a couple of weeks, you know, Conte's words are saying that he's not fully fit and not fully ready. And if he, if he can't even start Wolves at home when Session was poor in the last game and, and he came on and got the, the difference maker, if he's going to be keep used as an impact sub, he's not worth it at 5.4. So he would be an easy switch next week, um, probably for someone like Cucurella, um down, down at five. Or I could even move him down to someone cheaper um, and maybe think about it, bringing in a, another midfielder or another or another striker, something like that. But I think it would probably be keeping with five at the back and moving him down to, to Kukurera if I need to. But Perisic older, hold, owners, I think you have to hold him this week. I think this is the, the crunch week uh, for Perisic. And if you've ridden out that price drop of his and maybe you benched him last week and saw his four points on the bench like I did, I wouldn't worry too much. Um, so that's where I kind of am uh, with Perisic. So keeping him for now. If you haven't got James, I think James is, is entering into that that bracket of just being so, so important for our sides. He's up to 6.1 now. But when you look at the way he plays, I mean, look at where he was for that goal um, that he scored. He was so high up the pitch. Doesn't He can play anywhere. Even if he's at right centre-back, he's still getting forward. Not as much as he is at right wing-back, but he's still getting forward a lot. Chelsea have looked good. Defensively, I thought they looked good controlling the game against Spurs. They were really unlucky to, to lose that game. And they've got winnable matches and great fixtures on the horizon. So when you see a team, a top four team with great fixtures on the horizon, you've got to ask yourself, who is the best option in that Chelsea side? And for me, there's no doubt in my mind, prices aside, that it's James. James would be the one player, if you're on a draft league, that he would be the one that you'd pick. Maybe it would be Sterling as a bit of a punt, but you're gonna you've got to hope that he kicks on and Chelsea can actually start scoring goals. You know what you're gonna get with James. We're gonna get some clean sheets over this period, you're gonna get some more attacking returns. He's a standout option. Um when you add the price in and you and you consider that he's, you know, other than Cucurella, he's one of the cheapest sort of attacking players that Chelsea have, it's a no-brainer. And I, you know, I don't want to pick players due to ownership or high ownership or effective ownership or anything like that. But sometimes you've just got to look at it and you've just got to say, okay, James and Martinelli are six million. They're scoring points every week. They're going up in price. They're great value. The teams have got great fixtures. Sometimes FPL, you don't need to overcomplicate it like we often do. So they've come in. I'm happy to have those um, in my side. And if you haven't got them, I think you should be looking for ways in which you could at least bring in one of them. Because I think Marcelli and James um, are great picks. And I think James is, is probably the standout of the of the two. So I'm, I'm very happy to have him um, back in my side. Uh, taking a look at the my watch list, which I've updated, actually quite a few players different from from last week. Um, I've sorted this by minutes per XGI, uh, non penalty per ninety, um, as well. Uh, so yeah, so the, these are the players who we're kind of 
I'm looking at and then, you know, kind of just assessing the kind of attacking data as well. I mean, looking at defence, I mean, defence is interesting. I mean, I, I am in the market for a Perisic sort of replacement. So Neko Williams was, was really impressive uh, in the last game. You know, Mitz Prexian on penalty um, per 90 so far of 0.34, which is high. Um, for a defender, I mean, Trent is somewhere like 0.5, something like that. So expected to get a, a return sort of every other game, something like that. Williams expected to get you, you know, an attacking return um, every every three games um, at the moment, which is which is good. You know, four million defender, you know, and that's not inc- including clean, clean sheets. So, yeah, excellent option. Um, Kukurella's there as well. Obviously, really heavily bought already. Um, some question marks about where he's going to slot into the team. I want to just wait and see if Fafana comes in. If Fafana doesn't come in. He's perfect. He's going to start, you know, every game. If Afana does come in, I think we're going to be relying on Cucurella giving rest to both Chilwell um, and Silva. And it's interesting because he'll be, I said this on Blackpools last night, he'll be first choice without really being first choice, um, I think. But when the Champions League rotation comes in, I think he's going to be key. So I'm more concerned if Fafana, um, you know, does come in because I think they could go with Fafana, Silva, and Kulabali, and then Chilwell on the left, and there's no room for Cucurella. I think that probably is the first choice back, um, you know, back five with James as well. But Silva can't play every game. Kulabali's, you know, getting on a bit as well. Um, you've got to think Fafana's going to play sort of every minute. They're paying 80 million for him, but. That's where I, I kind of sit with Kukurella. He's on the set piece as well, so good option. Um, Trippier, I mean, 14 points for him. I wish I'd gone with him over Dean. Um, his minutes per action on penalty isn't very high, uh, 0.12. That's, that's pretty low. I would have said that to be high, given the, the games that Newcastle um, have had. They've got a really tough run coming, but he's on the watch list because I think, you know, we if Newcastle are going to be tight at the back and he's going to be on set pieces and free kicks, he's got to be something to look at. Now, I've put Duncan here as well. I think he's still the, the go-to kind of Brighton asset at 4.5. Um, he's offered nothing attacking wise. Corners have been have been poor um, for us as well, which they normally are. To be fair, I think Gross has a he does have a good um, some kind of success rate with, with corners, Pascal. But we don't score from from that many corners, considering you know when you've got the height of someone like Dunk um, in the box. But four point five, I still think that's point five too low um, for him. So he's not the most sexy pick. But if you're looking at tapping into the bright defence, they're top of the the Field scout fixture ticker, for example. Um, I think he's a standout. And then I put Diaz in there as well. I mean, Walker is an option, 5 million. I mean, he offers you absolutely no attacking threat whatsoever. Um, but the, it is good news with the, with the fullback. And um, they've signed being a kind of more of a development um, prospect. I think what, that means Walker is going to play a majority of games. But I really like Diaz at six. I mean, you know, for 6 million, he's a set and forget all season. City are going to just, are just going to keep getting clean sheets. Players can't get the ball off them half the time. Um, you know, if you go with Diaz, Cancelo and, and, and Haaland, you know, that, that's kind of just set and forget, I think. So I do like Diaz. And, and if I do get rid of Perisic, it might be that I do move to, to Diaz, find some funds from somewhere else uh, and move up to him. Uh, in midfield, um, I've put Gross and Rodrigo in here, both, uh, you know, Gross at 5.6 million, Rodrigo at 6.1, both with great starts of the season, both massively outperforming their kind of, um, you know, their conversion rate is absolutely crazy. But the minutes per XGI and non-penalty is really high. Gross with one, um, Rodrigo with, with one. So, you know, you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at a kind of a, a, an XGI every, every match, um, pretty much, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, Gundogan's on there as well. 0.55. Great start from him. We've seen what he can do in previous seasons. He's got to be on everyone's radar. I think if he keeps playing, um, is he a better option than Foden? I'd probably still pay the 0.5 extra for Foden. Um, but, you know, there is that kind of rotation with Mahrez and Grealish and, you know, Pep subbing him off. So, yeah, Gundogan is, is a cheeky part. If I was wildcard and Gundogan would be in my side, um, I think, um, as well, just to kind of catch a seal of march on, on some other some other kind of uh, FPL managers. 
Uh, I've got Son in there and Kulusevski um, as well. I mean, Spurs are, are definitely a team to target if you're looking at fixtures. Um, and I've got Sterling in there as well. I mean, Sterling at 10 million, he, he's difficult to get to. But again, if I was wildcarding, I think I'd be really tempted to take a bit of a punt on on Sterling. You know, minutes per XGI on penalty of 0.4. Yeah, it's okay, but you know they've really struggled against Everton. They looked good against Spurs without really having that kind of final thrust. And they're playing three teams who are going to have to attack them in Leeds, Leicester, and Southampton. So I really do think Sterling could be a bit of a left field punt. Um, and I've gone for two or eight million midfielders here: Madison and, and Diaz. You know, both look really both look really good in, in spells. Madison with two attacking returns in two games over twelve points. Um, and Diaz as well. I mean, his XGI is quite low actually at 0.26. You'd expect that to be high. He scored an absolute wonder goal um, as well. I do wonder if we're going to see him playing through the middle. Um, if not, you know, and he's playing on the left, he's still a great option with, with Liverpool's fixtures. So again, if I'm looking at Mount, I'm looking at, you know, Gundogan, I'm looking at Kulusevski, I'm looking at Madison, I'm looking at Diaz and thinking, okay, Mount's got to start delivering for me now. Or I'm going to move to one of these players. And I've got a little bit of money left in the bank just to cover that rise um, and fall that, that might happen. Uh, and then finally, forwards. I think we've got Tony Mitrovic now alongside Haaland. And I should probably have Haaland on this watch list, actually, but he's not on there. Uh, I think it's because I've pretty much made the decision that I'm going to stick with, with De Bruyne until the, until the World Cup in game week six or, or seven, um, barring an injury or you know something kind of cataclysmic happening. Um, but I put Tony Mitrovic on there. Both um, both playing for, for teams who have made a good start to the season. Uh, Brentford in particular, I've been really, really impressed with them. Um, they've both got the penalties as well. You know, both fairly good prices. Tony's got those fixtures, though. Uh, Mitrovic just kind of is the entire heartbeat of that team. I mean, we saw from Brentford, you know, they don't need Tony to score. They've got other ways of, of getting goals um, as well from that press and from Mbomo, who looks really sharp this season. And, you know, players like Damsgaard and, and De Silva, there's quite a lot of different players, whereas Fulham are, are very much reliant on, on Mitrovic sort of getting them goals. So it just depends... You know what, what tickles your fancy? Tony's got a better minutes per XGI non pen than, than Mitrovic so far, 0.23 compared to 0.17. Um, but I don't think there's a lot in it. I just think Tony with the with the fixtures probably is the one that I would pick um, out of the two if I was going to choose. Uh, I think that's pretty much it um, for this. Uh, then uh, thanks for listening to my ramblings. Uh, if you enjoy my ramblings, do consider. Uh, subscribing to the channel if you haven't already um, do give this video a like as well uh, I really appreciate it um, we're heading up to 80,000 subscribers which hopefully we can do in the next few weeks uh, which will be amazing um, don't forget all of these videos get turned into podcasts as well so if you ever want to listen um, on the move you can just go to Spotify or the Google Play Store or iTunes or anything and you can listen to all of these um, wherever um, you are uh, final call uh, is just for anyone who's not a fantasy football scout member uh, yet just to let you know this is the last chance uh, to grab last year's price of £2.49 a month uh, build annually that's going up at the end of game week three uh, sorry at the end of game week uh, at the beginning of game week three sorry the deadline um, of game week three and that price is going up uh, from £2.49 to £2.99 uh, a month so you can lock in that price just by heading over to scout and signing up for a membership you will never pay more um, than that as long as your kind of subscription repeats um, each year but if you if you're not familiar with fantasy football scout it's just the best resource um, for anything to do with fantasy football we've got members area tables we've got members only articles members only videos things like comparison tools to help you pick between different players we've got rate my team so you can see how you're predicted predicted to do over the next few weeks um, and and everything so if you are serious about fantasy football and you want to win your mini league and you want to kind of get ahead in the ranks and stuff and you you know it's a very tightly congested template at the moment so we need to know who the kind of the the kind of the more left field picks um, emerging and looking at their stats and heat maps and all that kind of stuff is so important so 
do head over to Scout, check it out, get signed up before uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock. Um, and yeah, be an FPL king, as it, as it says, or queen, as it says on the uh, as it says on the screen. Um, thanks for listening, guys, uh, and I will see you very soon uh, for the next video.